Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. As I'm sure you can imagine, it is a wonderful privilege being a priest. And one uh, of the reasons for that is because uh, as a priest, you get to contribute to people's lives in so many different ways, very meaningful ways. But if you were to ask me what is the most important contribution that I can make or any priest can make uh, to your life, to the life of whoever the priest is ministering to, I think it would have to be something around prayer. The most important thing I can do is help you to grow in your love and your practice of prayer. Uh, the priest and the beautiful spiritual writer, Henri Nguyen, he said that a, a, a Christian life without prayer is like the Gospels without Christ. Just, it doesn't happen. The Christian life cannot happen without prayer. Our spirituality without prayer has no spirit. <laughs> it's got no life. And so today we're going to explore prayer as the second pillar in this series where we're looking at what we can do to, to live with Jesus at the centre of our lives. If you weren't with us over Holy Week and Easter, we've been reflecting on how being a Christian really, if we're going to cut it all back, it's about putting Jesus at the centre of our lives, making him our Lord, the, the, the authority of our lives. Our basic point over the past few weeks has been this, that when we put Jesus at the centre, everything else finds its proper meaning and purpose and balance when Jesus is at the centre. That's how it's supposed to be. That's the only way, in fact, that we can really be a Christian, to have Jesus at the centre. Last week, uh, we explored our first pillar. Does anyone remember what our first pillar was that helps us to keep Jesus at the centre? Father Cam did such a wonderful job talking about not just community, but he spoke about committed community. Remember? He spoke about the power of culture. And, and he was saying that if, if we want to make sure our flame doesn't blow out like it did uh, on the Easter Vigil, for those <laughs> with the Easter Vigil, uh, we need to make sure that we put ourselves in a community and we really commit ourselves to that community, uh, a community which keeps turning us towards Jesus. That's why Jesus created the church, because he knows that we cannot do the Christian life alone. Impossible. Even monks who don't, you know, those ones that are really serious and don't talk to anyone, <laughs> go out in the middle of nowhere, they still live in community, huh? This brings us to our second pillar, prayer. Now, I'm guessing that as soon as I started talking about prayer, some of us probably got a little bit sleepy. <laughs> That's the thing about prayer, isn't it? We know that prayer is central to the Christian life, but, but we can struggle with it, can't we? And if we're really honest, we can even struggle wanting to pray. We can struggle even desiring to pray. I think part of the reason for this is because we, 
our, our idea that the concept that we have of prayer is, 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 is quite limited. We haven't really come to appreciate what prayer is all about. So that's my mission for today, is to just provide a framework that will hopefully help you to, to um, recognise the true purpose of prayer and how you can bring prayer into your everyday life. You don't have to be a monk to pray. How you can bring it into your everyday busy lives. I want to start with an image from a woman named Evelyn Underhill. Uh, Evelyn lived in the 19th century. She uh, was a laywoman, a writer, a, a mystic, and seemed to have quite a profound insight into the spiritual life and to our human life as well. Uh, a remarkable woman. And at one point she was talking about the soul, that part of us that, that connects with God. And she said, our soul lives in a two-storey house. Our soul lives in a two-storey house. And she says, if we want to be fully human, we too need to learn how to live on both levels on that house. So our first level is the, the ground floor, right? The ground floor of our house. And, and this is where we live out our everyday natural lives, our, our um, you know, our physical lives, our emotional lives, our psychological lives. This is where we engage in relationships, in our work, in our hobbies, our leisure. You know, all the, all the everyday bits of life happens on the ground floor. And, and Evelyn says that God is here. The soul is engaging with God at this level, but only in a limited capacity. Then she says we have a second floor. This is our second floor up here. Our second floor is uh, what we could call the upper room, right? Uh, remember St. Paul says that we are temple of the Holy Spirit, that we, we, the, the presence of God is in us. Well, the second floor is like the inner chamber of the temple, right? It is uh, that, that the, the, the kind of deepest place in us. It's the truest part of our being where God dwells in us most fully and where God is waiting for us to come to him. Evelyn says that in this room we connect with God most deeply and most powerfully. Up here we see life from a different perspective. Up here we find clarity. We, we discover the purpose that we're looking for. And more importantly, she says, when, we, when we're able to get to this second story, we find a power that is greater than ourselves. The, the power of God's spirit that enables us to live out the purpose that God has created us for. So we have two levels. Which level do you find yourself uh, spending most of your time on? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's the ground floor, isn't it? <clears throat> That's naturally and understandably where we spend most of our time. We're, we're attentive, of course, to our everyday practical needs, to uh, our, our work and, and to our relationships and all the you know, everyday stuff of life. Perfectly understandable. But the problem is that when we get consumed on the ground floor, <clears throat> little by little, Bit by bit, without us even realising it, we start to lose our connection with the upper room. 
we, we lose our taste for spiritual things and, and we just become content here on the ground floor. We might be happier to go to the gym five days a week, right? Which is fine. You know, we want to build up our spiritual strength. But the idea of building up uh, our physical strength, but, but the idea of building our spiritual strength is like, oh, yeah, nah, nah. Can you relate? <laughs> Eventually what happens is that we, we get to a point where going upstairs, it just seems too hard. Maybe even unnecessary. We, we resign to living here on the ground floor at, at our half strength without that spiritual power that we need so badly. And it's no wonder that at times life can feel like such a burden. It can feel so heavy because we're living at half strength. This brings us to the topic of prayer. You see, the purpose of prayer is to connect us with the upper room. That's why we pray. It's to connect us with, with life here on the second story, the place where the Father is waiting for us. You think of the prodigal son. Yeah? The, the, the son comes home. And the father, what does the father do? He embraces him. He puts a ring on his finger, the cloak, the shoes, throws a party for him. That's what the upper room is about. It's a place of deep intimacy with God. Uh, the upper room uh, or prayer is about going to that place where we can um, let go of our facade and just be our real selves before a God who accepts us and loves us unconditionally. Prayer is about going to that place where we can draw spiritual energy for life. You see why we can't do the Christian life without prayer? It just doesn't work without it. It doesn't work without accessing this intimacy, this love, this power that comes from the Spirit of God. It's through prayer that we journey towards God, which, by the way, is the purpose of our existence, <laughs> is to journey towards God. So the psalmist today, he, he asked this wonderful question, what can bring us happiness? Have you asked that one lately? Here's what he says, as we, as we repeated, let the light of your face shine on us. Lift up the light of your face on us, O Lord. Happiness comes when we recognise the presence of, of our God. When we turn ourselves towards God, that's when we start to experience happiness. And that's really what prayer is about. Just turning ourselves towards the presence of our God. Do you notice that the psalmist didn't say, well, happiness comes when God makes our life all smooth sailing. He didn't say that, did he? You see, there's a secret about life that you can only discover when you've been to the upper room, when you've gone to the second story. And this is the secret that all of the saints knew. The secret is that we can live with true joy and, and we can live um, with a real fullness of life even when circumstances are difficult. Happiness isn't dependent on circumstances. What is it dependent on? Seeing the face of God is what the psalmist says and what, the, what all the saints say, that when we recognise the presence of God in our midst, 
That's all we really need. Even in the face of challenges. It's in the presence of God that everything else makes sense. Yes, even suffering. So St. Paul says it like this. If we want to live in such a way that Jesus remains the centre of our life, we need to pray. What does St. Paul say? Always. Pray always. You notice he didn't say pray once a week or pray once a day. He didn't even say pray regularly. He says pray always. Pray constantly. Now you might be thinking, Father Dan, I can't even pray five minutes a day, let alone always. Like St. Paul's a bit radical, don't you think? But you see, Paul's not talking about formal prayer. He's not talking about getting on your knees or going to church or, or going to the chapel. Prayer, most simply, is about turning our consciousness towards God. And we can do that in the midst of our everyday activities. We don't need to get on our knees. Maybe for you, turning your consciousness to, towards God is getting it when you get up in the morning that you just spend a moment just offering your day to God. Or maybe it's talking to God while you're driving, just having a conversation, <laughs> sharing what's going on in your life. Or maybe for you, it's just noticing God around you in nature when you're walking or in relationships with others or in your work, just taking that moment to think, oh, I see God in this. Or maybe for you, it's through art or music or a good book that turns your heart towards God. Or maybe for you, it's just like chewing over a line of scripture. Maybe it's just one line that you sort of chew over throughout the day. Or, or maybe you, you can imagine yourself in one of the, the scenes of the gospel. You just spend some time. Maybe you're driving. You're, you're thinking, oh, geez, I wonder what it would have been like in that moment with the disciples. And you're just imagining it. Or maybe it's, it's journaling for those who like to write. That can be a way that you turn your heart towards God. You, you, sort of, you, you climb the stairs to get to the upper room. Maybe it's just being still. Just sitting in God's presence and just allowing God to accept you and to love you and to fill you as you are. Whatever it is that works for you, the key is that we put our heart into it. Right? It's not something we, we just got to do or we do because we should do, but like our heart's really, like from our heart, we're really turning towards our God. Every time that we do any of these things, what's actually happening, whether we realise it or not, is that we're, we're connecting with our upper room. We're connecting with that place where God is most powerfully present in us. Here's what's really exciting from my perspective. I'm going to finish here. Over time, when we're praying in these everyday ways, what you'll notice is that even though you're spending most of your time on the ground floor, you'll realise that you have this constant awareness of what's going on upstairs, even in the midst of your daily life. You'll notice that there's this growing yearning in your spirit towards God, and it's kind of happening on a subconscious level. You're not even thinking about it. It's just happening. Something in your spirit is kind of like reaching out to God constantly in the midst of your daily life. Now... When that's happening, prayer is no longer a discipline, but it's a desire. Huh? 
And with that desire, you really can pray always. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.